Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. In this episode, we're going to go over gender and sexual problems, more along the veins of the conception of how certain gender expressions and behaviors become manifest in relationships and how it might relate to social problems and the uh, sexual nature of how people behave in this sort of exchange between each other, the relationship between the sexes and the problems that it is having. And I am tying it into the culture, and this is philosophy still, and we are running through the program according to me. This is an ongoing inquiry. If you had listened to the last episode, you know. So, women are in another experiential part of this. However, there is a certain dynamic about that, and yet, today we are in different times, and there's a different conception about our natures, and there's a different reality about all our behaviors. However, there are still primal aspects about us that make us behave in certain ways and dispose us to certain behaviors. And these are still functioning in an unconscious way, even though they've, become, they've been diminished and become less and less and less important as time goes on. However, they are still a factor. So with that in mind, let's move forward before you start calling me a sexist or something, which I probably am maybe a little bit, but all these things run on a giant spectrum that you'd have to flesh out by a case-by-case basis, as most analytic minds actually can comprehend, and most people who listen to this podcast are freaking awesome. So, without further notice, I'm here to, in a way, assert that women are being pumped constantly by an ideal to always feel entitled to having more, or that there is always more just around the corner. So why would I embrace and be too grateful about what I have today? And this is not only a problem within relationships according to the female experience. This is a problem with the culture itself, period. As an underlying theme, that's kind of how it is. You know, you can't stand in line without feeling anxious. That You know, you always feel like cutting. Like, you can't relax on the freeway even though everyone's about to die if someone makes a wrong move. We feel very, very moved by the pace in which we go, but we can't see ourselves in relationship. So whether it be a financial or status of a relationship partner or by a feeling that they aren't on similar terms themselves and as if their uh, male counterparts are in fact people that make them insecure because there is also a feminist push to feel equality out, to have an exchange on equal part, on equal footing. And if that is the case, then these dynamics are still manifesting, then there's a double standard there. And we're gonna go over that more. But women are also made to feel by the culture that they are always insecure about their appearance or that they themselves are never enough for something else. And so, of course, there is a sort of projected mentality, well, if I never feel like I'm enough by the men I'm going after, of my appearance then i'm going to inflict that on someone else in some other way because i have been rejected by my appearances is how they see it anyway whether that's true is another fact uh, about the experience i suppose which i'm not there to verify but we know it's happening so of course why wouldn't i make someone else feel insecure and unworthy of me in order to balance that equation out because these things don't happen in a void relationships are a balancing act and they're very, very sensitive. Just like you know how scales are when you place a feather on it, it might fall a little bit. Hypergamy is the instinct of always wanting to date up, to have financial security, to improve your status, to ensure 
a well-being for as many children as you can raise. It's a sort of biological disposition to make sure you're safe so you can raise the kid. And so to ensure that a father figure is there to help discipline to the point of to where the child is no longer really a child anymore so that they know what they know. And this used to be around the age of 12, but now it's 18. Hypergamy has led to, this instinct has led to 90% of males being abused, undermined, ignored, and driven out of the interest in dating. We see this reflected in statistics, and I'm going to go over it. Females feel entitled to always strive after an option that has given them attention, which they usually get, especially in the technological age we're in, and this attention is always given, but it's almost never the other way around. And the attention that they get are from men who are highly sought after, that actually know that they're highly valuable, and they get attention, but they're never out to actually deal with these women. They just want to bone them and then get rid of them to pump and dump, or to just purely be in hookup culture. And they feel the authenticity of this, but they don't want to go down because they always feel like, I can't settle. Even though they're going around with these top 1% men, like, there's this whole network of people that just prey on these poor women, and they don't feel wanted, and it feeds their insecurity, so they have to project it down, and then they start abusing other men, thinking that that's how men actually are when they're not. And this insistence of uh, rejected females believe that men only want to fuck to feel good about the conquest. And there is sort of an ego conquest going on, and that's rampant within the male culture, and that's not good. <laughs> that also preys on their insecurity about their appearance. And so we have all this narcissistic projection about the qualities of things. And there's also this denial of uncomfortable truths, and we use this projection to make the qualities we see and hate in ourselves the qualities of others, because we cannot accept the fact that we are responsible for everything that goes wrong. These qualities of empowerment, being of high financial means, or of status, or of good looks, or good health, or good mind, or good personality, or spirit, and this equality is being projected as if that's even attainable, like an ideal, but there's always this higher source that's basically non-existent and is purely an ideal. So. What is rampant is there's, how dare someone reject me, even though I'm okay with rejecting everyone else for similar reasons. There are double standards, and there's no real accountability on it. And there's a behavior, since you are getting tons of attention, to, to place higher stock in your own decisions and being self-absorbed, void of other motivations, being void of really firm motivations for what you're doing. Everything is just an option, almost. Nothing in particular stands out as being important anymore. So if you're always being attended to, and there's always someone else you're talking to, then you're just a plaything. And it's either by a actually a very minority of men, and this happens to make a majority of women more predatory. Because only few men are being attended to, and a lot of women are being attended to. Whether it's from below or up top, doesn't matter, it's always happening. So it's a feminine problem to start taking accountability, or our society is going to crash. It's been getting worse and worse as civilization has built itself up more and more. As an evolutionary paradigm, we embrace the fact that a species insists more on artificial norms by artificial means and has authenticated natural pairings to the pairings that aren't natural and that are derived and ordained by a culture rather than by the natural, physical, uh, chemical, situational, real matching effects, real divine encounters of a kind where you know this is being orchestrated. You know the kind. A kind that's just right. Perfect timing. 
And in this way, you no longer have a, a naturally ordained union. You have a union based on culture purely, which isn't your friend. And that's really all I want to say here is this is the problem. Well, this is my spiel. This is my little spiel on what the problem is more foundationally and why there is such a disrupted culture and such a huge amount of emergent behavior that's psychotic and why there is generally more pissed off people here, especially in the United States. There is, well, we could see all the school shooters. And what is the motivation behind school shooters? A lot of them, very, very lonely and very, very sexless. And some people just take that to heart and, of course, run wild with that. Maybe they have mental disorders that are quite damaged. You never know what people go through. I thought I've been through a lot. I haven't been through Jack, man. So we have men between the ages of 20 and 35. One third of them, just about, statistically, about one third, have not had sex in the last year. And that is the age in which you start reproducing. That is the framework in which most men start reproducing and having families. And one third of the population is not doing that. One third. That is a lot. That is a lot of men that are very frustrated. And if you have one third of men that are quite frustrated like that or quite lonely, then almost every social circle is going to feel the pull of that neglect. Same with the community of single mothers. There is about four million single black mothers. That is about half of the population of single mothers, and about one out of five women who are black in America are single mothers. That's every social circle is going to have a woman that thinks that men suck and that there's so many single moms. So every social circle within the entire community is thinking, besides some maybe fringe women, that hey, men always bail out. They do not want to stay there. They don't care for us. There's this an attack on us. There's all sorts of stories about why men suck when really that's probably only 5% of us. Or the culture's doing it and all you have to do is unplug from the matrix and then you're out. And quite frankly, I'm, sh I'm sure at least a third of those men are decent men. <laughs> all the ones that are lonely, ah, they just, they will, they will prize and love you. They know what true loneliness is. They have the pangs and hunger for stuff. They will take care of you because you are worthy, but you feel like men don't think you are and you definitely are. Anyone that listen to this, don't get it wrong. Just like I laid down before, that's the central concern. It isn't the, the majority of men. No, no, no. I think more so the fact that you're going after the wrong people is the reason why there's so many single moms. It's the ethic of the woman that is driving that. And then the bad ethics of men just do the other part of that. But you're not seeing the whole picture. So no one's really at fault here. But there's two ends of this culture that sucks. And I've just laid them out for you. So now it's up to you to figure out what your real partners are and who really cares for you and what your unconscious mind's actually doing. So this is important for everyone to understand. And I'm just going to leave it off here. Enough mental droppings. I will see you in the next one. Goodbye.